What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode five of the Be Real podcast. I'm here with Angie Gonzalez. Hey. Some of you may know her from Westwood or your church friends might be tuning in, you know? Yeah. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what it's like to grow up with your culture? I think that's a good place to start. You know, you've visited a lot to Colombia as a child. Oh, yeah. What's yeah. that like? I feel super Colombian. I don't know. My family's from there. My parents are from there. That's actually the first language I learned. I didn't learn English until I was five when I went wow. into kindergarten. So I had the accent. I was super lost. I was, And I had a teacher who didn't speak Spanish. So it was super, like, <laughs> rough. What school? I went to William Lehman Elementary, oh, okay, which is right yeah. there. But I love Colombia, and I would visit every year, except this year, because, you know, pandemic. That changed a lot of things. We, were, we had so many plans, and then... It didn't work out, but I love Colombia. My whole family is there. That's like the main reason I love it because yeah. my cousins, my tias, my, my grandparents, they're there and I miss them. And at least I got to see them through Zoom a little more, but it's not the same. Yeah, obviously. it's not the same. I mean, being there with your whole family, it's just a different experience, you know? Like, yeah, and they're, li they're really fun. Yeah, what do you guys do? You guys go to like the ranches or what do you call them? Fincas. We call them yeah, fincas, fincas, yes. Yeah. I have two uncles that have a finca. Mm -hmm. So it's basically this huge like land and it's it's very rural and one of them has like a pool. It's not that rural. It's more like <laughs> touristic. Yeah, they have like rooms that you can stay in. Sometimes my uncle rents it out. But honestly, we he uses it a lot with family events. They've had like weddings, quinces there and it's been so fun. So when all of our cousins go and, you know, we have land, we have a pool, we have like a DJ there, like, oh my God, that's fun. Yeah, and this I is mainly in, in Bogota. So yes, this, fin this finca that I'm talking about is in Anapoima, oh. which is like on the outskirts of Bogota. It's in oh. the mountains. I have another uncle who has a finca in Santa Marta, which is like another city. It's like on the coast, north or coast of Colombia. Mm -hmm. I visited it once. It was beautiful. I recommend it. Everybody, I, I want to take my friends there. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it sounds like a good time. And just the You've the been there. Well, not to Bogota, but yeah, to Santa Marta. To Santa Marta. Yeah, 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 it was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just natural. You know, everything around there is just like the earth, you know, so it's like a different environment. You know, the cooking outside, everyone together. It's just. Yeah, it's such a different it's vibe. It's kind of like a better life sometimes, you know, like if we grew up that way or over there, like yeah. our lives would be. We grew up in the city city. Well, mm -hmm. Miami's like different yeah Miami's its own country <laughs> i think it's its own country if you go up north florida is completely different yeah, i yeah. feel like an outsider i'm from florida but no yeah no i mean and, and they come here and they're like whoa where are we yeah, you know like, nobody speaks english here <laughs> yeah you end up at the wrong supermarket it's like whoa man, yeah no speaking english there you, you know Carol agua like i need water <laughs> people yeah. don't know it and uh you just graduated from fiu yep you know, so how's how's the graduate life treating you so far? Well, that interesting, mm -hmm. interesting, because uh, I graduated virtually in the middle of all of this. So I graduated. You were there in my, mm -hmm. my living room. Yeah. Like with the TV hooked <laughs> up, like waiting for my name to be called. Um, I'm still working and I'm still really looking for that position that I want to be in. But right now I'm I'm more like taking the time to really think about my goals, think about what I really want um, and working on things that I wasn't able to in college or at least I didn't think were as important in college. Like like what? 
May, like personal growth. Okay. In college, I was super involved in school, like different organizations. And like, I only went home to sleep on my bed, maybe eat the food in my fridge. But I was out. I was always doing stuff like church stuff, stuff with friends, like school. By school, I mean studying and then like mm-hmm. extracurricular stuff. I was so involved in all of that. And I learned a lot. But I think right now, since I'm not in college, I'm taking that time to develop myself even more professionally and personally so i'm there really just thinking and um i'm applying to jobs and you know seeing seeing where that takes me yeah so what are you um so you you're pretty much seeing what you like you know what you're interested in yeah and trying things out you know what do you what do you do at school like clubs or social groups or just friends so in college i was involved in like a lot so FBLA PBL, which is like this like business organization when you compete against everybody in the country. I won like second place nationally for wow. integrated marketing campaign. That was my freshman year of college. And then sophomore year of college, um, I was part of this organization called Alternative Breaks, which is a nonprofit. And I learned a lot about myself there, actually, because I led a group to Peru where we worked at an orphanage. And it was really cool. Super cool. Cause that is insane. Yeah, I led this whole group. Like, I interviewed students, and I made sure that, like, I had a good team. Like, they they gave me that authority, right? And um, I had to interview 22 people, and I had to pick nine. So I could be a little bit rigorous in my interview questions. I was very, like, okay, I was looking for a few things. I wanted people who were willing to put in the work that, you know, they they don't care. They, they can dedicate that time the energy the money into this and they're not doing it to go on vacation because this is a service trip so we're going to Cusco, yes but this isn't all fun and games this is like we're here to serve people it was dope and it was actually really crazy because i was supposed to do it with a partner like a co-leader so to Mm -hmm. speak and she dropped out so i was doing it by myself for a few months it was rough i learned a lot though and we did it. It was really crazy when we went over there. Though. And are you still friends with anyone from that group? Like, did you build some good relationships oh, with those people? Yeah, I would say. Because that's a different experience to experience with some random college students. You yeah. know, that's pretty cool. They were random college students, and they were all... It was really interesting to see, because they were all so different, and most of them were younger than me. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, they were freshmen. I was a sophomore, but, okay. like... Yeah, at yeah. that point, it's kind of like... It's whatever. Video. But a lot of them were just newbies into college, so, like... I kind of had to like guide them through the process. Um, I noticed that like with the position that I had, I could see a lot of people's personalities and like, oh, like these two people are like leaders, man. Like they're they're like almost the backbone of my team. And so I've seen them grow like outside of this like endeavor of Peru. Mm-hmm. And some of them started their own businesses and everything. And like they're so young. And I love that. I love to see that. Yeah, that's totally awesome. Like getting to know people that even getting to know people that are interested in doing something like that, you know, because that's kind of your style. That's kind of what you like to do as well. So you I meet, love people. Yeah. Yeah. You meet people that have similar interests and that's what's good about college and joining these groups. You know, I, I wasn't that much involved. I wish I would have done more. Um, so for you, all you guys listening out there, join all the college groups. Yeah, you get can, involved. You know? Meet people. Definitely network. Because when you meet people, I feel like that's everything nowadays. Yeah. Like you, you should know people and network. Um, because I know these people, I learned a lot and 
yeah and going on the trip itself it was kind of life-changing because you kind of see that like oh we're so lucky yeah it really we're is. so lucky we worked in an orphanage and there's a bunch of little kids and we got there and some of them heard us speak english and so they're like oh this little girl oh my god her name is jennifer i remember her name she was around nine and she heard me speak english to somebody and she was like oh my god where are you from she said this in spanish like where are you from and i said oh i'm from the united states and she was like oh, this was my first day okay she was like so do you have a family and i was like oh i'm not i'm not like exaggerating the story i'm not i'm not kidding she actually asked me this just like that we were playing soccer and i'm like uh it was such a hard question and she's so young but she understands where she's at man and i tried to you know answer the question as best as i can because the way their orphanage was set up is that they have different casas like casitas and every casita has like a mama so a caregiver somebody mm-hmm. who cares for the kids and i was trying to say like well yes i have a family and um so do you here and she's been there for a few years and like what i know from that orphanage is that they stay there until like they're 18 I'm like, well, yeah, your your family is just a little different from mine, but you're still here and and you're going to do amazing and everything. And I was trying to just answer the questions to the best yeah. of my ability, but she actually asked me this and she's nine no, on the that, first day. That is such a hard, like, Oof. there's no training for that. You know, no, there's no, I was there's not no prepared way to prepare. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's... That was rough. That's, that's powerful stuff. I've never heard that. That's crazy. Yeah, man. I almost cried. I was yeah, like, I oh, I can't cry in front of these kids, but yeah. still, I was like... <gasps> no that's I mean, what a different life for those kids you know i mean mm-hmm. that's awesome that fiu even has a type of help for them like how, how did that connection happen you think it just uh, how'd you sign up to to lead that group over there so basically alternative breaks the way they work is that like they get site leaders so i was a site leader mm-hmm. and they train them and they get partnered with uh an organization outside of the country or in the country whichever they just happen to assign me to one in peru Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called Maximum Nivel, and that's what happens with everybody. So some site leaders get to go to South Africa with this partnered organization. Um, it's just different organizations around the world. There's a bunch. Mine happens to be Maximum Nivel, and they have partnerships with different orphanages around the country, around Peru. They have also in Costa Rica and Guatemala. They have like they help people in those three countries. I just happen to get Peru. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was dope and a lot of personal growth a lot of experiences that i learned from like that little girl she i still remember her that was like three years ago but i won't forget her yeah no those trips i feel are are so good for people in a way because when i was about 12 or 13 years old i took a trip to mexico city hmm. and mexico city is kind of like a not not the not like cancun you know it's kind of like the big city where everyone in mexico kind of lives it's the biggest city probably i'm not sure about that but you know (laughs) but um just seeing the way that people live there and i'm like man i'm so grateful and like it it really humbles you it opens your eyes even at 13 i'm like wow i'm noticing like man we have it really really good over here you know yeah we have it good those are good for people trips like that are good for people every now and then you know to kind of just humble yourself again and realize what you cut where you come from you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. and that that um you know, that brings me into another little topic is you're kind of like a hard worker. You know, your dad's a very hard <laughs> worker. Your mom's a very hard worker. All yeah, you guys are. are, you're up and at it every day, you know, and that's something that, what, what do you feel about that? Like, how do you, how do you view that? Because not everyone has that, you know? No, well, 
work ethic i think is something really important in every area like i think your personal area personal like development area and mm -hmm. professionally um if you don't work hard you may not working hard isn't everything but it is big yeah and um i think my work ethic was instilled from my mom and dad since a little since i was little they were like angie like things don't get handed to you <laughs> you gotta work for some things in this country you work and they're right and at my school like my element like westwood bro they were very like you gotta work you gotta work which is actually not not bad that's actually a good thing that they instilled in me and um i think it's super important to do it with excellence work but do your job well because somebody is watching Mm -hmm. Some your boss, a coworker, a friend, a stranger—they're watching. Somebody's yeah. gonna watch, and if you're not working hard, people people kind of see that, you know, and like that can actually be used to your advantage or disadvantage. If you're not working with excellence, doing good at everything that you do, you know, that might hurt you in the in the future. I think it's always good to work right, work good, work hard, honest. It's gonna pay off in the end, and I've seen it pay off. Yeah, a, a saying that stuck with me is how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm -hmm. So kind of like do everything the way you want it to be done in a good way, because if not, then it's going to carry on into the rest of your life. You know, like if you get up and you don't make your bed, for example, like just a little simple yeah. thing, your day, like if, if you get up and make your bed immediately, like the day that you're going to have is different. Like it's just it sounds like such a little yep. simple thing, but like it's true. That was actually a lesson my dad taught me. Uh, hey, yeah, dude, that was he rough. Knows. But he reads, man. Yeah, he, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but then uh, so how was Westwood? Uh, you talked a little bit about Westwood. What, what impact do you think that that school and friendships and environment had uh, on your mentality? Well, well, a lot. <laughs> they changed like they shaped a lot of my my upbringing mm -hmm. because i was there from the third grade till senior year yeah, i was there almost my whole life and there were some some friendships i made with people that i still have i like two of my closest friends now come from westwood and we met in high school and like yeah we're on different paths of life but we're just as close mm -hmm. and definitely some of those teachers have a really strong impact on me like my coach mr wishart I was in cross country from the sixth grade to not the sixth grade, sorry, from the seventh grade till twelfth grade. It was funny because in the sixth grade I joined the soccer team, and the coach of that team told me like, Angie, you're too little to play, but we don't have enough players, so we're gonna <laughs> add you. And I was like, okay. But every day during practice, we'd have to run a warm up lap around mm -hmm. the school, which was half a mile. I was always the first one to finish. So one of the girls was like, Angie, promise me that next year you're going to join the cross-country team, okay? <laughs> I don't know if she wanted me off the soccer team or not. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But was it I, during the same time, those, the cross-country and soccer? Or, or? No. Oh, so okay. sixth grade, I didn't even know about cross-country. Okay. I just did soccer. Mm -hmm. And then that's when she was like, promise me. And I was like, oh, okay. I kept my promise. I was like, I promise. I pinky promise. <laughs> that's a huge deal. Yeah, you're a person that keeps promises, even yes. if they're not even the serious. Oh, yeah, I feel like you're a promise keeper. I'm a promise keeper. <laughs> I, I don't just say I promise. Yeah. I The words I promise are big deals to me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she's like, promise me. And I was like, oh, snap. Like, okay, I promise. My pinky and everything. And then I remembered the next year, seventh grade. I did it. I joined. And then that's when I met Mr. Wisher for the first time. The girl that made, made me promise was there as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that same year, I became the fastest runner. 
that's awesome on the girls team and like it just kept getting better from there and yeah cross country was a really important sport to me yeah yeah so you found something that you were good at you enjoyed pushed you in a different type of way yeah um yeah it was awesome i learned a lot what would you learn like uh well the coach i had i think did a really good job of combining a bit of life lessons with the sport itself and he was a person uh, that cared about your well-being outside of the classroom outside of the course like he was like i need you to you know be doing well um personally spiritually physically everything like all of it and um it taught me persistence perseverance endurance like you know the race said before you is gonna get hard Mm -hmm. it's gonna get hard you're gonna get tired you're gonna want to stop and quit just don't just keep going just one more step those of you who tell us just one more step don't even look at the person in front of you just one step at a time just keep running and i've take he would say that every single day before practice for <laughs> every single year that i was there so obviously it stayed ingrained in my head oh yeah he was yeah. so that repetitive was point, about it that was the get point it in there and i learned a lot from it and i was like okay yeah this is this is something that I, not only in cross country but in in school in my job in in interviewing in everything just continue life yeah life in general i really got that from him he was a very very special coach to me him and his wife are very very good people to me and my family and yeah i miss him yeah rest in peace man yeah i can't believe it yeah i can't either it's so important to have someone like that in your life you know like that just guides you in a way and it's someone that's not a parent as well you know so an outsider to to teach you something and instill that in you and yep he was kind of a mentor to me and like yeah i didn't realize it then but he was a very big part of my childhood Hmm. cross country was a very cool sport to me i still run to this day i still love it and i'm getting other people to run like my coworkers, friends like i got them to start running (laughs) yeah it's it's a hard dude i used to hate running so much yeah i know i'm like man how could you guys do that for a sport i'm like yeah (laughs) and you don't slow down at the end you actually go faster at the end like after your 3.1 that's when you you book it which is the hardest part yeah that's when you have to dig deep yeah yeah and uh so how'd that help you like so so middle school you're doing cross country high school you're doing cross country what else about westwood uh basically had an impact on me well westwood is a religious school so like um it got me thinking about like faith and things like that and uh I guess it did kind of shape a little bit where I'm at now with my faith. I learned a lot of, you know, I was a religious school. They make you take Bible class. Of course. Every year. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I know more <laughs> Bible than people at my church <laughs> Yeah. because yeah. of them. I yeah. was like, like, I teach Bible to them now. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's wild. Yeah, I go to this whole church and they asking me questions, but cool. Hey, and like Westwood is like two blocks away from where I go to church. Mm-hmm. So I'm like. That's really wild. <laughs> We're able to get like people who go there to like my church. It's dope. It's dope. And how'd you find that church? It was through a friend. Uh, I've been wanting to get myself into a church. So I know on Fridays they have like youth group. And I was 18 at the time. So I was like, I'm a little old to be in youth group, mm-hmm. but whatever. Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to hear a message. So I called up a friend and I was like, I know she was going to be in church, but I was like, where you at? She was like, I'm a church. And I'm like, dope. Where is that? this so-and-so place i was like okay so i showed up and ever since then i met people who are actually also my age Mm -hmm. and they were like serving there serving is like fancy for volunteering 
mm-hmm. they were just also there and um, I made friends with them since the first day and I'm there and they even asked me to be a leader there as soon as I got there and I was like all right dope. so we're there and I'm still currently leading there and now I'm mentoring kids high school kids middle school kids they're all there and I love it I love it yeah I've talked to you a little bit about that before I know you're really involved in the church and like you're mentoring these high school girls, which I think is like an amazing thing, you know, because it's like a they're all from different schools, pretty much. Yeah, right. They're all from different schools. Everyone comes together every now and then. Or could you explain it? Yeah. Um, so basically, youth group happens like every week. But um, there are some people in that youth that are a little more involved in church. And they you know, we get together in small groups, quote unquote, small groups. And um, yeah, so I basically I'm a leader for the high school girls. And so we meet up every once in a while. Uh, we try to meet up once a week and we just we just talk. We have the conversation. We bond. We create this friendship. Um, part of mentoring isn't always like lecturing them and like teaching them life lessons. But it's also like they it's also teaching them that they have a friend in us that they can count on that if they have questions, they can always come to us. If, you know, anything like they're out of place or uncomfortable, they call me. They need a ride. I got it. Like that's the whole point. And so I think that's a healthy friendship that is being modeled there that they can, you know, take that standard and be like, okay, this is what I can look for in a friendship. Not necessarily a mentor, but like more like, oh, like I know that a good friend is this, is so-and-so, is X and Y, Z. So this is what I'm going to look for. And I think that's so important. Um, Somebody in the church was like, they told us, they're like, you are kind, what you do, me and other leaders are like, Mm -hmm. You're, you can make a difference in these lives because because of you, you can lead a child out of homelessness. You can lead a child away from addictions, away from, you know, a life of violence. I don't know, because some kids, I've heard rough stories of some of these kids go through, and I'm like, man, I did not go through that when I was their age, you mm-hmm. know? Like, yeah. I've heard of crazy stories of, like, abuse, and, like, we've had to get involved and, like, make sure your kids are in a safe spot, and, and I see all this heavy stuff. I'm very passionate about that, like like rescuing these kids and in a sense and um, helping them out. I love that coaching them through. I love that. And that's something a little bit that Mr. Wishart from Westwood taught me. And I've kind of like ingrained that. And now I, I use what I've learned on those kids, middle school kids, high school kids. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's important that that message lives on and that mentality. And, and I know that it kind of all comes down to, because it's a very healthy relationship, the relationship that you guys have, mm-hmm. you know, like it's a it's a real true friendship. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of par- a lot of a part of that is because of God in a way, kind of like mm-hmm. that's the foundation. In yeah. A way. So it's a it's a different group. It's a different environment. I, and I think it's good for every kid to kind of like I think faith in a way is just good for people in general. It's good for people. Know? I think so. Like, yeah. Everybody has different views about faith, you know, yeah, faith yeah, in yeah. different things, whatever that I'm not here to discuss that. But <laughs> I think yeah. um, at least the faith that I have in God and that those kids have in God, if they do or don't, um, is going to help them. It's only going to help you. It's nothing bad, you know, and that's kind of a promise in the Bible. And and I think it's beautiful and I think it's modeled in our actions. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important. Like, yes, preach about it. Yes, talk about it but do it you know like live it out that's what counts so yeah that's where we're at with those kids and i love it i'm not gonna stop doing it for at least a while now for sure 
Yeah, it's awesome to find something that you genuinely enjoy because then you're going to be good at it. You know, you're going to get creative. I'm sure you're a great leader, honestly, because Aww, you put in thought into it. You know, you guys meet wherever you can, yeah. set up, coordinate. You know, it's a good thing for the kids. Yeah, they love it. I know they enjoy it. And like, I actually have fun with them. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I love spending time with you girls. You guys are dope. Yeah, they're your buddies, man. That's cool. And they have someone that they can look up to, someone that they could talk to. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, yeah. Because some people, I talked about this a little bit on my previous podcast with Mikey. Um, some people don't even have one true friend, you know, one mm. person that they can talk to or or kind of trust in them with, with anything. Yeah. You know, so it's really important to find these groups and it is, it have is. someone to talk to. You it know? is. And, like, it's so good to know that there is someone out there that cares about you. You just have to find it and you have to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with good circles good people you know um yeah i think that's really important especially yeah. a young person like that middle school high school yeah you don't know you don't it's know a rough, anything in exactly high school, it's a rough time for some people so it's okay like a lot of other people are are in that as well it's good to know you're not alone you're not the only one there yeah yeah at that age pretty much i feel like whatever group you kind of lean towards is what you're gonna become Mm. more in a way you know like you you are who you hang around or something like that yeah you know? oh there's a saying that's like oh show me who your friends are and i'll tell you who you are yeah yeah, yeah. that's so like ah whoa no it's just so true it's I mean, true it's true being around so people that motivate that's why i started this in a way to to have good conversations with people that motivate me i'll motivate you you mm-hmm. know we feed off each other it's just like a good that's uh, awesome and Hopefully, I get to build some good connections through it, For you know, sure. good relationships. I think this podcast is dope, and I like the name of it, Be Real, <laughs> because I think this is a super cool opportunity for people to just share super raw, honest stories exactly. of where they're at. And, like, if other people are listening to that, like, they can, like, resonate a lot with it. That's I think that's yep. awesome. Thank you. Yep. I mean, that's, that's what job, the Jose. point is, you know, to get a ordinary people because at the end of the day we're ordinary people you know we're not super famous yep. but i feel like people could take a lot away from how we think and what we know and i mean you're gonna get an mba soon you know yep. talk yep. to me a little bit That's about the that plan. so well okay i studied uh business so i have a bachelor's mm-hmm. in business administration and management i have a certificate in team management uh, I have a lot of experience in marketing, administration, nonprofit management, which is a little bit what I want to get into uh, professionally. But I think with my passion for like people, for youth, for um, I actually have a huge passion for anti-human trafficking. Uh, that's a huge thing oh. for me. So I really want to get into the nonprofit management sector. Um, and I wanted to get my master's in public administration. I'm working on that. Uh I'm going to be real like this podcast. <laughs> uh, recently, I did not get into UCF, which is where I wanted to go to. But that doesn't mean I'm going to stop. I'm going to continue. For your specific uh, master's program. Yes, for my specific master's program. They have a good program for that. They have a good program. I was reading everywhere doing my research that they have the best public administration um, master's degree in the state. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, was, I already for wanted For online. 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 It was yeah, online, yeah. yeah. I want it online just for more flexibility. Maybe I get a better job, you know. Especially right now. I mean, what are you going to do over there? You know, I mean, yeah. I'm over there. Yeah. I get bored over there sometimes. Yeah, from you know? what you told me, I'm like, man, I think online is the best yeah. option for me right now. Uh, yeah, because if I were to move, I would have to quit my job. And, like, I'm all right at my job. 
and you know i'm i'm like waiting for, i work at the city of coral gables by the way mm-hmm. i'm a passport agent so i do passports <laughs> super fun how long, <laughs> how long have you been there <laughs> i've been like uh there for a year and a half almost two years in march it'll be two years wow time flies i didn't think i'd be there that long and after you graduate you get a little upgrade or something or after i graduated i got a raise i got a raise you got a raise i got a raise because we talked about (laughs) it yes we talked about it happy with the raise i'm happy with the raise it was what i wanted well this is perfect you know because i didn't want to bring it up because i knew it was kind of like a little touchy not Uh touchy but like you know i don't want to pressure you live on the podcast but now We could talk about how I would tell you, like, hey, yeah. you got to walk in there to Amanda yeah. Ray's because that's what you want. That's yes, you it want. is. It is. And I'll be honest. I was a little, like, ah, scared because I don't know. Like, like I've I've had trouble asking for that in the in the past. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. No and I've heard of coworkers yeah. getting rejected, like getting denied that. So I'm like, ah, I don't want that to happen to me. But I am a good worker. I'm, I'm the one who make, brings in the most money. Ah. So I was super, like, conflicted. Yeah. When you told me that, I'm like, so you're pretty much the best worker best employee there in a way mm-hmm. and you're still not confident enough to to ask for a raise i'm like yeah, Angie, I you need to get in there <laughs> you know i needed that i needed that but yeah when i graduated that that happened i was like oh cool awesome i got it um <laughs> yeah i was able to like relax calm down but yeah thank you jose i did i did need that pep talk he gave yeah. me a pep talk and i was like you're right you're right oh my gosh no for sure and so what do you see uh this this job right now what do you see for the next step because at the end of the day it's not where you want to be forever obviously Definitely, yeah yeah <laughs> and uh what do you envision for the near future you know well hopefully with this job since i'm working in the city i had my foot in the door and i wanted to study public administration which is you know many public administration people in that field work for cities local governments nonprofits, things like that and um I know that this job, I've, I have this like gut feeling that I'm supposed to be there. I don't know why, but I just do. Um, and I just kind of have like, I, I have faith that I'm just supposed to wait it out and see. But um, I know my foot's in the door. And once I'm in the city, which I am now, like I, I can look for different jobs and just basically move to apartments like city commissioner or I don't know, city management. I think that's super cool to be working in, especially as a person who wants to uh, pursue public administration um but yeah in the near future i'm trying to get my full time get that full time that i've been wanting for a while Mm -hmm. um hopefully as a 2021 new year's resolution uh i want to continue um mentoring those kids at my church and definitely I'm, I'm i was even thinking about starting my own thing like starting a whole nonprofit, but i'm still in the works yeah i'm still thinking about like the the basics of those things and yeah because i've worked so much in nonprofits that i'm like why not start my own i know i have the experience i can do it i just need to figure out a few details i'll maybe say it later i don't know <laughs> but yeah, you gotta start somewhere you yeah know? i'll start somewhere and yeah we'll see how that goes cool and uh so you want to get the full-time and you want to get an MBA at the same time? Yeah. Wow, that's going to be a tough little portion of your life right it there. It will be, it will be. Honestly, undergrad college for me was a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I was barely home. I was always on the go. Like, all my stuff was in my car. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, like, I moved around school. I moved around everything. Like, I was all over the city. Um, 
like i've done it before this this quarantine kind of helped me to like slow down yeah even though i didn't want to i i had to and it kind of made me yeah, you, see the different things. I was always up and down. Yeah, you were, you were. I could I could tell that the quarantine kind of affected you personally in a oh, way because you did. love being around people. You lo- that's you're a people person. Uh, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I would say I'm an extrovert, and like that's something I kind of learned when I got to college. You know, Westwood is so small. There's like what five people in your grade. <laughs> so like, yeah. I was involved in my high school, but like with the same people. So mm. it was cool. But when I got to college, I'm like, yo, there's like thousands of people here. And yeah, I actually exactly. made a lot of friends. And like, I realized I'm a social butterfly. I love people. <laughs> and then and then this freaking pandemic, I felt like a rug was like pulled under my feet. Like I just oof, like everything was taken out. Like I couldn't be with the kids that I mentor. Uh, my friends, I had to like social distance from some of them. They got the virus and like, yeah. oh, my gosh, it was so dramatic. Yeah. But yeah, I was just at home and I was like, oh my God, what do I do? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. No, I mean that, especially for people that love to be around people and love to do adventurous things and love to travel. I mean, you weren't able to travel this year. Oh no. You know, so that's that broke a, my heart. That's a hard one. Yeah. You know? I, first year I couldn't see family in Colombia. I started 2019 in Israel. I was in Israel for that and it was pretty dope. But this year we had plans to go places but it didn't happen it sucked yeah tell me a little bit about israel what was that like israel was beautiful israel was awesome is that is that a place you've always wanted to to see i've wanted yes it honestly when i had somebody like told me about it they were like oh you can go through to israel through this organization and i was like okay and then I, I honestly didn't think much about Israel, but then when the opportunity was presented to me, I was like, yes, I will do anything, bro. It was less than a thousand dollars for the entire thing, like souvenirs, flight, everything. I spent less than a thousand dollars and it was with a bunch of college students. So this was supposed to be like an educational trip. It wasn't really like a uh, recreational, but obviously it was so much fun. We went all over, like we went to Jerusalem, Tel Aviv, Capernaum, it, and they spoke Hebrew, so I was like, shalom, everybody, <laughs> like, whoa, but um, yeah, we, I, I went December 2018, we, we had a wild time, man, because like the airline, this Israeli airline, they kept our bags for three days, so for three days, all I had on me was my passport, my phone, and my wallet, that's it. And the clothes that I was wearing, period. We had for to for three days. For three days, so we had to go to like this, like Walgreens type of thing. But over there, I forgot what it was called, like a drugstore, and buy like T-shirts and deodorant, like yeah, <laughs> all of that because they had my stuff, and ugh, it was terrible. But yeah, that's how it started. It was dope. It was really life changing because you you see, man, in many areas, like a lot of people go for spiritual reasons a lot of people go for just recreational reasons i went for all of it i was like this is awesome this is the land of my faith this is where it started and this is like also a super different perspective israel i learned is like one of the most advanced countries they reuse 90 percent of their water yes wow. like from like water from showers and stuff like that or what i do you mean? from like <laughs> um their crops they grow their own stuff mm. and like their irrigation system is so advanced mm. and they're they're like a country that you think is like surviving but they're actually thriving because out of necessity in their own way yeah because think about it israel is surrounded by enemies and then water there's they don't have friends near Mm -hmm. 
right? And there's this huge like Palestinian-Israeli conflict, and we were at, we were able to visit um, the border of the Gaza Strip, and it was intense, pretty intense, because around the border of the Gaza Strip is still technically like Israel, Israeli territory, and those are small built up of small communities called kibbutz. Kibbutz are um, small communist um, towns. It's owned by the Israeli government. So the people who live there, they have jobs and work, but like their homes and their land is not actually theirs. Hmm. But it's so close to the border of the Gaza Strip that the Palestinian government like sometimes will attack and they'll bomb that place. And if you go to this, these cities, these towns, you'll notice that the playground, the bus benches, it's all built in a way that that it they're bunkers they're bunkers so let's say you know you take your kid to the playground and you hear the alarms you have mm-hmm. 15 seconds to find a bunker so obviously that playground is built to be a bunker that was wild they had us practice it <laughs> they had us practice like okay 15 seconds go find the bunker and like i actually i've never felt an anxiety attack before but i felt one coming and i was like <laughs> oh my god Oh my god, like we can actually get bombed here. Wait, they seriously told you like for real, like not a drill? No, no, no. We weren't oh. actually getting bombed. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. We weren't actually getting attacked. <laughs> I would have died. <laughs> not out of from the bomb from from panic. I would have okay. like, no, no. A drill. Okay. No, no. It was a drill, but okay. they were like since we're here, guys, like they made it into a game. Yeah. But I like, can tell that like the le- the leader of like like our guide, he had to do this for for safety yeah, yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he tried to make it like less less intense and more more of a game. But I can tell he was doing it for real. And I was like, oh my god! And he was like, all right, fifteen seconds, find a bunker. And we all actually like had to practice it. And and um yeah. And that's a playground. That's their it's regular playground. life. It's a playground. Bus bunkers, balconies of apartments. They're bunkers. It's insane. And people live in these cities. Like people, it's a, it's a regular city. Live in these cities, and we, um, since it was an educational trip, there are people. Okay, so the organization I went through was called Passages Israel. It's really cool. We actually didn't get bombed. I actually recommend it. Please go. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, they they brought us into this like underground room, where this woman was teaching us about how they do life there and like, you know, how do kids live here like there's families and they they just live life you know occasional attack here and there but (laughs) oh that's insane to me but yeah she was teaching us that like um life here is actually good and it's okay we we thought differently but whatever like she lives there we're not gonna talk smack of course to her so okay man i was like i swear my i have a 13 year old little brother i was like imagine I can't. No, I can't let my brother know. This is insane. Being responsible for someone or being responsible for a family. Yes. I mean, we have have kids there. Dude, we're not. We've never even thought of that. No, we're safe here. The worst thing. I don't know. Dude, you trip on the sidewalk like that's yeah, not you scrape yourself you fall off a bike yeah that's like that's the worst <laughs> thing can happen to you as a kid yeah like living a normal life you know but over there they get freaking bombed and we asked them like when was the last time you guys got attacked they were like ah, two weeks ago we're like oh my god <laughs> i wanted attacked to run. attacked what's the like a bomb came and like where the where the the sign so whenever a bomb comes in they have the idf is called the israeli defense force and they're people that's like their military mm-hmm. 
they're set up there in those kibbutz, like the border of the Gaza Strip, to make sure that like they're being safe, whatever, because the Palestinian government will send attacks, and by attacks, there's a lot of bombs. And the lady actually described that like these bombs are really cruel because sometimes they'll send in like huge balloons that look like for kids, but it's really it's it's really sending in a bomb that that sends shrapnel out. Yes really cruel like that's happened in the past maybe not as i don't think as often she said but it has happened and she's seen it and i'm like that's wild but yeah so on this border of their israeli territory um the idf kind of has these sensors where like if they send sense sorry (laughs) if they send something coming in like the alarms will automatically sound throughout the entire like um you know those towns area yeah throughout the entire town so so that lets the people who live there know that they got to find their bunker in 15 seconds or less. That's it's not crazy. like you're you're really at risk. Yeah, I've heard that the Israeli like military is very advanced for the size of the country, especially, oh, yeah. you know, like they that yeah. even they come to train our military sometimes and we work with them and they have and to be. Yeah. Did you see any US military out there or anything like that or US military? Not really. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of IDF people. Um, every Israeli citizen, man, woman, they have to join the art, the military. They They're have just to. involved in some way. Yes, they have to. They, there's, you know how here we have like, you know, army, navy, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing over there, right? They have different, um, how do you say like, like areas, sections of okay, the military. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like different forces. Yes. Probably. Yes. Some mm-hmm. of them are in the medical. Some of them are with arms. Uh, they have like, they have it like that over there, but they're all um trained to like they're they're trained to kill and our thing i went with a bunch of college students from the u.s so people from hawaii washington state new york um florida everything um we were there and we were on this bus we were grouped on this bus so we were together for 10 days so we got to like make friends with them and there is a guide a bus driver and an armed medic with us at all times so this armed medic always had to have an arm on it, like not an arm, yeah, sorry, yeah. a weapon, oh, yeah. <laughs> a weapon on the, on him. And, um, if anything were to happen to us, he's, he's trained like in CPR. So I don't know exactly his qualifications, but yeah, he was a medic. He he's knows the guy there to take care of the situation, guide you out of harm's way or, or patch you up just in case something were something. to happen. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He's trained in that type of way. Yeah. He yeah. was so cool. And he was obviously part of the IDF. And I was for like the three, two or three years that he had to be a part of it because m- males and females have it different. Like females just get a little shorter time and males have to do it for like two or three years. I'm not sure. But he was part of it. And I said, like, yo, can you teach me how, how to fight? And he was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, oh, why? He was like, no, no, no. We need like a carpet and like we need space and like. Nah, nah, nah. I also I'm on the job. I can't be fighting my my clients. Yeah, so and I'm like, <laughs> be on guard. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh man. But he knows Krav Maga. Krav Maga is like is really street fighting, and that's what they teach you. And I'm like, oh, I want to learn. Oh, that's yeah. dope. Their type of self defense over there that would be much different than oh over my here, god, you know? yeah. Than the cops over here. You know? Yeah, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> I got to whoop not... up on some of our cops. <laughs> For real. <laughs> like they could be just really walking down the street, and they could they're fine. They're full confidence. They can handle themselves. They can self you know they can defend themselves mm-hmm. but bro <laughs> i wanted him to teach me but he didn't i was like a little sad but it's fine yeah he's on the job yeah you're you're interested in that self-defense in a way why haven't you gotten into anything like that you haven't had the time or mm. well i can't say i haven't had the time now because i have i'll be honest <laughs> with you true i don't know honestly like now that you asked that i might just get into it because i do have the time i have 
like yeah i can i've always been interested in it. i feel like it's so useful because if ever if i were ever in a situation where i'm in danger i can confidently either get away yeah. i don't know beat them up or something i don't know i'm not trying to beat up anybody but yeah it's self-defense you i know? think it's so Just important in case, you know you don't want to go whoop up on somebody you know that's not nice. no no <laughs> but yeah that's not nice that's you not know? my point i don't want to do yeah. that i don't want to get in there but like I do think it's important and now that you asked that I might even look into classes right now because like it's so important and I have the time. No and it's and it's much more popular now you know there's probably much more places than there were 10 20 years ago in your yeah, area you know. For sure for sure and if like I think about the kids that I mentor I'm like man if we were outside of church and if there's ever a situation like I feel like I can protect them mm-hmm. like as much as I can I am one person but it can help it can yeah. help learn how to throw some knees yeah you know hit them hit them where it hurts (laughs) because they teach you that they'd be like okay yeah hit them in the liver you know it'll knock the wind out of them Mm -hmm. and then run Mm -hmm. or whatever yeah like strategic (laughs) spots on somebody's body i don't don't know them i want to learn i'll let you know i'll let you know because i'm definitely gonna look into it no and also i know you've been getting into working out that leads us into this you know How's that been going? How, how long have you been at it? Um, is it a discipline at this point? Is it a habit for you? What do you get from it? So I learned a lot about habits and discipline by just working out. You know, my sister, she's like super disciplined. She's yeah, I know been, your sister. <laughs> yes, yes, you know my sister. She's been like super disciplined with fitness and stuff since she was like, what, 13, 14? She was super little when well, she started getting into it. Mm-hmm. But like... I was never that disciplined. I was a little more like carefree. I was more like, ah, sure. Yeah, like, running, you know, that was. Yeah, a, so that was running was kind of like the only exercise I got. And like, there was a time in high school I weighed like 88 pounds and I was 15 years old because I would run too much and like I would not do anything else. Wow. Yeah. And like, I don't 88 know. 88 pounds. 88 pounds. You have to realize I'm also like 4'10 at that time. But yes, that, yeah. You're a little kid. I was a little kid. <laughs> I was a little kid, man. I had to, like, get my Keenses dress done because, like, all of them are way too big. But, yeah, <laughs> the point is I was super, like, like uh, skinny, man, like, too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to grow muscle. I wanted to get stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always been super, like, skinny, bony, weak. And, like, <laughs> I was, I never, like, cared about how I looked with my body. But I was kind of, like, I, I do want to be able to, I don't know. Yeah, in a way, yeah. I want to grow yeah. muscle. Yeah, I wanted to get, get stronger. You. So my sister, she like made me made me choose to do the workout. She mm-hmm. was just like, Angie, you're doing it. And I was like, OK, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. So she put me on this six week um, training period uh, starting in August. Like she gave it to me. She was like, do it, please. Like a little guide. Yeah, a guide. Okay, so cool. every day it was separated um, into different muscle groups. So let's say the first week. Uh, I would work out five days a week. One day, the first day was what legs. Second day, it was arms and abs. Third, um, cardio and upper body, full body. The next day, like that. Mm-hmm. But it was went like that for like six weeks. And the thing is, the first two and a half weeks, I did not want to do it. I was I hated the gym. I've always hated the gym. I've always hated like working out muscles just to work out muscles. I needed to be. I'm gonna work out i need to be playing soccer i need to like be skating totally get you yes i don't like it but uh when i started it obviously it's super hard 
I didn't know what happened. I just she gave me work. I had to ask her. She was like, "Ugh, Angie," and I was like, "I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm new at this." So yeah, we started working out, and I started trying to eat right because apparently I ate too much sugar. <laughs> I didn't know that. I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> But yeah, I noticed. I'm like, I'm eating like chocolate crepes with cafe con leche, with acola, with like <laughs> a pastelito for sounds breakfast. Good to me. <laughs> yeah, I know it sounds great, but yeah. damn, apparently it was way too much sugar. So uh, I had to watch what I eat, and that was also difficult. I would never sleep right. I'd always get like what four hours of sleep at night, and then another two during the day. That was really bad. So I fixed that. Yeah, sleeping habits are so important for some yes. reason. Well, not for some reason. I, I know. Yes. I don't know why. I don't know why specifically science-wise, but yes. I know that getting eight hours at least, you know. You need you need it, and it changes your whole Especially day. Especially me. I need sleep. Yeah, like, you I don't sleep, sleep enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. Like, for, like, I just need it. Like, I, I can't function. Like, I'll be, like, tired the whole day, and then you take a nap, and then it screws you up the, that night. You know, because you yep. took a nap and now you can't sleep. Yep, that and was me. You're on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's me. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, all of that. <laughs> Answering emails. Yeah. And it's, just... it's like 1 a.m. And it's like, wait, I shouldn't do that. No. <laughs> but that helped me. My sister really like, she, you know how she is, man. She's so disciplined with her stuff. She's always like, Angie, come on, let's go. Oh, yeah. And you're and you're sisters. So, yes, we're it's sisters. Like the we rawest together. form of her telling someone, you know, I'm sure she's much nicer with her clients. That I'm she pretty has. sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but with you, she's like, would you just do it? Yeah, she's like, Angie, it's 10 a.m. Get up. And I'm like, I don't want to. But she doesn't care, man. She's just, yeah, she's, like you said, she's super raw. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. No filter, uncensored. She's like, get the hell up, bro. Go work out. Yeah. Did you work out yet? Huh? Huh? And I'm like, no. Okay. Yeah. And now, how is how do you feel about it now? Because I know in the beginning, it's like a hate-love relationship with working out. Like, you hate to do it. But then afterwards, you're like, hey, you know, I feel yeah. I feel satisfied. I feel loose. I feel happy. Mm -hmm. You know, it just does something for people. You know, yes. I think everyone should work out. Yes. But um, you kind of passed that threshold, I feel yeah. like. And now it's, it's an enjoying thing in yes. a way. I look forward to it now. Mm -hmm. Like, well, Thanksgiving, I'm going to be honest with you, it messed me up a little bit. And ever since then, I've been trying to get back a little bit more into it. But um, from August to like, what, November? I was every day. Well, no, not every day. Five days a week. Mm -hmm. I'd be working out and I'd be like um, increasing the reps, increasing the weight, increasing intensity to the point where I'm like, okay, I know how to use certain equipment now and everything. And like, I never saw myself as somebody who would go to the gym. Yeah. What? <laughs> that to me was no. Yeah. But um, I ended up looking forward to it. And I was like, oh man, if I could create this habit for working out, then I can create habits to do a bunch of other stuff. Wait, it's possible. <laughs> and um. I really thought about that and I, and I started to do that with like other different little things and um but yeah Thanksgiving I'm gonna be honest with you and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one it messed me up ate too oh, much I food mean, the holidays mess everyone holidays oh yes Christmas not I worked out Christmas day mm -hmm. Christmas day I was <laughs> oh, yeah. able to get my workout in yep but yeah that messed me up so but I'm still in it like I'm still there I've been running more now lately I got my coworkers into running and like now we run every Monday we do our 5K, and I'm like, all right. And I want to get to a point where I was when I was, like, 15. I was running, like, a 22-minute 5K. I want to get to that point while continuing working out. So I'm not getting to, like, soup. you know, I'm not. Yeah, of course. I'm yeah, not you got to be consistent with your diet, with your eating. That's the most important part, I feel, honestly. Because yes. people can go as hard as they want in the gym, you know. And if they don't eat, they, they got to eat, eat well, right. You know. I think Gabby told me a while, like, years ago, that, like, 
health a lot of it is actually 80 percent what you eat and like 20 percent working out pretty much yeah, yeah pretty much yeah so that i didn't know that that sucked because i love food yeah but hey we're there and working yeah. out is great it's good exercise and i i always try to get people in it now i'm like a little gabby not as <laughs> not as disciplined but not as hardcore <laughs> but i'm more like okay like yes i know a little bit now that what she's taught me and i can like tell that to some of my like my friends like people i'm close with like okay work out come on it's always good for you that is awesome yeah you seem like a good friend to have you know have, have people motivating people that's just a good uh, trait to have as a person yeah yeah lift Thanks, people man. up around you you like to talk to people around you you I laugh you have a good time yeah. you know yeah i always it's like to have awesome. a good time who doesn't like to have a good time yeah of course make the most of whatever situation you're in you know yeah this i feel like you have to live like that sometimes yeah if you're looking at the worst and uh, that's a really terrible way to live yeah, yeah be realistic about things obviously but now nah, you got to look at the bright side because if not man then you're screwed if you yeah. have that attitude of you know glass half empty type of thing like no yeah so what do you think about like just general happiness in people like what do, what do you think about what do you think that means you know, what's your definition of happiness oof wow that's a deep question mm-hmm. oh my definition of happiness well that definition will change from person to person and i also think personally the definition of happiness will change the older you get the different stages of life you know a 13 year old will think happiness is like food a phone phone. (laughs) yeah games the definition of happiness for like a 50 year old may mean like okay like my goals are accomplished i'm accomplishing my goals i am healthy period Mm. like that's all i need you're content with life and all right i'm not 50 I only know like a few 50 year olds. So I'm not even (laughs) sure if there's a 50 year old listening and that wasn't your, I'm sorry, but yes, I'm sure at least what I do know is that a 50 year old's definition of happiness is different from a 13 year old's. (laughs) I'm sure. But, um, my definition of happiness at this moment, I am 22. (sighs) Yeah. What makes you genuinely happy? Cause I know, I feel like, something that makes you genuinely happy correct me if i'm wrong but is helping others and making others happy oh for sure in a way for some reason that has some type of satisfaction that nothing else can bring you you know definitely i think that's one aspect of happiness of what makes me happy Mm -hmm. uh what makes angie happy is that when people i remember a story of this girl i was taking her home she was i'm 22 and she was 17 she's about to graduate high school and she has like so many questions about like college and career. And I remember I drove her home and it was like 11 and I dro- we were parked outside of her house, but we were just talking about like her. We were talking about, oh, um, like, where do you want to go to college? If you want to go to college, like, what do you want to do? And she was like, oh, man, I'm lost. Like she was being super honest with me. She was like, I don't know, like what I like and and I, I don't know how to find out and and things like that. And, and she was she just felt really lost. And I kept telling her, like, I was a little bit like that at 17. I didn't know what I wanted. I just picked business because I felt like that was, you know, a lot of people go that route, especially yeah. in Miami. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it was at least, you know, a tool that I could have. Mm-hmm. So I told her, hey, like, you're not the only one. Chill. And for you to find out what you like, just get involved in things. You know, she was now she, I think she's um, into interior design, but she didn't know that. 
and she uh i told her like go shadow people talk to people get out there like um do that and she she felt so satisfied with what i was telling her i told her a bunch of stuff too like like um you know a career isn't you have to think about a lot of things in a Mm -hmm. career like money you know like how do you sustain yourself what do you like what are you interested in what can you spend in college like how like realistically like scholarships uh geographically can you move you know things like that those are things that you have to think about and um who do you know how do you network how different things and this is something that was new to her and i was like oh my god i was kind of like guiding her a little bit of like her decision i wasn't telling her what to do because at the end of the day that's it's her life you know she picks what she wants but we spent like an hour parked in front of her house talking mm-hmm. about her and like like what she likes in her career and like she was like when she got out of the car she was like she was a little satisfied she was a little more like okay i have a direction to go now and like that when i was driving home i felt so satisfied i was like wow i really just helped her out oh my god yeah. so that brought me happiness you mm-hmm. know i think um friendships uh good healthy friendships i think are things that bring me happiness and um Wow, that's a tough question, Jose. Actually, that you asked me that. What is happiness? <laughs> yeah. But it's a lot of things. I have found happiness in a lot of things. And I've noticed that, like, uh, definitely for sure, my happiness does not come from stuff like cars, money. Um, I've had it good. I've had it. I've grew up comfortably. I've never had to worry about those things. But I've never, like, I've realized that I have the things that I need, especially, um, at seeing things growing up like uh somebody i know um she lost her parents at a really young age and i'm like wow wow i have a blessing of having two parents that are alive here wow that those are things that little things that bring me happiness little yeah. joys of life and um that that people go on you know they go unnoticed people don't notice these things so i know people are like oh i hate my parents yeah. I'm like, man, I, I can't say that. I can't. I'm gonna be honest with you. I can't say that because I love my parents. They've been good to me. You know, no parent is perfect, but they did a good job. I would think so. And those are small things that I guess bring me happiness. My sister, my brother, um, in life, or where I'm at right now, like, like I'm not, you know, professionally not where I want to be, but I'm content. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I think part of that peace and happiness that you get is just having faith that it will get better that the best is yet to come and that you know god's got it they got it that to me brings me happiness mm-hmm. I, that brings me peace that most faith of all. that you have in yeah in yourself and in god and then yes exactly like these these little blessings that are here in my life um they're they're things that i, I i'm very thankful for those i would say that to me is happiness why well, I know it was a tough question, but that was a hell of an answer. Oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> to talk back about uh, that girl, that 17-year-old. Yeah, everyone's in that spot, you know, at that time. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy to think that the United States and, like, the, the, the college system kind of makes you choose what you want to do for the rest of your life yep. at that age. I mean, like, that, dude, yep. you don't know anything at that age. You no, just you got don't. out of high school. You don't... You don't know what it is to pay a bill. You don't know what taxes are. Yeah. You don't know what life is. That's rough out there. Those kids had it rough. Like we, I don't know. At least I did. I was like, I don't know what I want at seventeen. Like, pfft, what? 
there's what are taxes (laughs) (laughs) yeah like all these things you have to sign up for it's like oh and then now you're in a student loan debt and now Mm. it's like dude come on man i mean just yeah it's wild something needs to be change there a lot of people that age need so much like guidance because they don't know what they're getting into a lot of kids don't i didn't at all no scholarships nah they just just rough it out but yeah she she had a lot of questions and she was able to get somewhere with that conversation yeah so i was like okay okay well at least she knows where she's going and she's studying right now she's doing good she's like finding her way so i'm happy for her with that but mm, yeah college is a whole new ball game yeah no i mean that that's why it's so important to have someone like a healthy relationship like we were talking about earlier someone that has your best interest in mind and even someone that's not a family member or a parent mm. or you know because at the same time sometimes kids kind of don't want to listen to their parents in a way yeah you know it's just like that's why it's so important to have like healthy friendships of course good friendships because yeah, you're right. A lot of kids don't listen to their parents. They're like, oh, they're my parents. Whatever. Like, yeah, whatever, dad. Yeah. <laughs> Even though your parents are giving you like, they know. solid advice. They know, they know more than us. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that. I was like, whatever, dad. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, everyone has a little stage, you know. You know, It's life. Yep. It's life. When yeah. you're a teenager, you're like, ah, oh, dad. Yeah, Mom, whatever. whatever. They're so lame. Get whatever. Here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but they were right. They're they the were ones right. taking you everywhere, doing everything for you, and you're still like, ah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we don't see it i think when we're at that stage we're gonna be like oh now our kids want yeah. oh man we're gonna like, like, oh here we go 13 okay yep. come on buddy <laughs> yeah i know like 17 they're gonna go into college if they go to college like oh my god yeah that's gonna be wild i mean that's 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 well in the future at least for yeah. me i'm 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 oh for sure so, yeah <laughs> i'm focusing so uh on my career right now you know it's uh it's such an important thing to focus on. I feel for people our age to um, mm. focus on your goals and set goals yes. and achieve them, no matter how small or, or big they are. You know, you could dream as big as you want, but if you don't take that first step, mm. you're never gonna get to step a hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it goes one, two, three, four. Oh, like that's it's, true. Yeah, it's just a long process. You know, and that's what we're going through right now. Um, you're right. You're obviously have. I feel like you're a dreamer. You know, you're a dreamer. A dreamer. I, I know, and you, I can kind of tell inside your head a little bit that you dream like having a beautiful job, a beautiful career, helping so many people, as many people as you can, mm. and just doing great things on earth. Like just being a person that spreads happiness and, and helping people. So, you're right. Yeah, that's what I'm really into. I was super into, I was, I am super into like anti human trafficking, and I'm doing a lot of research on that, and I've gotten certain. Um, certifications i've done certain courses about that and it's a it's an industry that is rampant it's modern day slavery and that to me is something that i for sure want to get into like i want to work in that field it's very tough man because first you have to focus on preventing people getting trafficked you have to focus on rescuing people who are trafficked and then helping the recovery process of people who have been rescued that's a huge huge thing and i want to be involved in all of it i want i want to just immerse myself in that world and make you know help be a part of the process be a part of the people that get get the traffic people out of there Mm -hmm. because that to me is like that to me blows my mind i don't get how it's still going on um but it is and yeah i've i've always had that passion for like i love people i love people yeah so i i want to see good 
um happen to people you know uh that's why i was really super into nonprofit management and and learning about those social social issues social justice issues yeah and this year has been like wild <laughs> when it comes to that yeah. but that's good though a lot of attention towards it and it, and it lifts it up in a way you know and it helps yeah. bring attention to these issues that people don't think are as important you definitely. know so definitely i feel like that's one of the main points of, of all these um you know not riots uh protests protests <laughs> the protest. peaceful protests <laughs> the peaceful ones yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so that just just to bring attention and bring people together yeah, for a cause awareness. that they you know yeah support. definitely definitely um protests man especially a protest that happened this year they've been so wild in the middle of a pandemic and the economy is so like bad and oof that was wild man i mean what a year what a year <laughs> it's yeah that was wild bro that was intense yeah and then a few of them get out of hand like i saw yeah, some did. videos at um yeah like bayside where mm -hmm. they were boom hitting bayside a yeah little, i saw know. cars on fire like people said cars on fire so yeah i i don't know i can't speak for the people that were there i was not there but you know there's so many different perspectives that are being said of those events like some people are saying the riots are language of the unheard, but other people are saying that, no, like peace is what gets you the answer and things like that. So it's so different. Like, where are you coming from? And Yeah, there, there's the argument for there's two really good arguments on both sides, you know, because they say that there has been tons of peaceful protests throughout the years. Yeah. But we've never heard of them because they don't make any noise. Yeah. So now the voice of the unheard, you know, now they're making their voice heard by mm -hmm. by and, and not the nicest way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So in that way, it's not good, but it's also good because they're getting heard. They're getting way. the attention. Unfortunately, it's negative. A lot of the times like, oh, my God, this person set this business on fire. Like yeah. Target is being attacked, whatever. I'm not actually saying Target attack. I don't know, but it was an example. <laughs> yeah, the Walmart's getting looted. Yeah, Boom, hitting the Walmart. You see Ex people running out with TVs. Yeah, it's like, oh, literally man. that. That was a moment of chaos, man. I think it comes down to like an individual's like standards, like um, of what they would do in a situation like that. Um, I know there were some people. Who, it was so controversial because some people were saying like, "No, don't, don't riot," because there were small businesses who were hurt. That's a fact. That's, That's a fact. There are small businesses who were, who were definitely hurt by these riots in, in the country, and um, but like there are also like like things like for like the riots or like things that were broken and stuff like that. That yeah, you're right. It brought attention, brought attention, because these um protests were you know for the police brutality and um for justice for the people who were killed at the hands of police officers and just unfair brutality and racial profiling, racial inequity. That was huge. Yeah. I do believe there's still racial inequity, but there are different ways of going about it. And uh, What does that mean, racial inequity? What do you... Uh... So I guess basically like institutions and things like that, that um, they racially profile. Like, well, a person is Hispanic, person is black, person is white. Person like when it comes to banks yellow. giving out loans could be an example for... That could be one. Yeah, yeah. I haven't looked into that one. I will be honest with you. So I, I don't want to talk about things yeah, I don't course, know. Yeah, I get you. But there is that. There is racism. Yeah. There is racism. Racism is a certain hatred 
for people of that are different than you of a different race i do think there's racism um so sad i mean but we're doing a gr- i feel like we're doing such a good job of getting mm-hmm. rid of that yes you know yes we have like, work to do but i feel when it comes to like actual rights mm-hmm. right now it's it's as good as it's ever been yeah when it comes down to basic human rights i feel yeah but then also there's businesses and, and banks that may not serve a, a person because of the way they look or yeah or like the the cake that these people were making cake like a cake store and they wouldn't make a cake for a gay wedding yeah you know like that to me is so wild you know that's wild you know but at the same time it's like it's their business and they could do whatever they want mm-hmm. so it's like what do you do there i don't know how the laws work there i'm, I'm gonna become a lawyer i'm gonna educate myself yeah you know that's i feel like that's all we could do as people is educate ourselves yeah. learn facts be unbiased yeah hear both sides yes and come have, together yes exactly you know? have a civil conversation about these learn a lot of people are be getting are getting their facts from like social media twitter that's a terrible place to get your facts from i'm sorry <laughs> to break it to whoever's listening Uh-oh. but <laughs> some no. people are like man that's my newspaper every morning yes. what are you talking about <laughs> well think about it man you only follow the things you like so yes exactly just tell you what have you, you like. seen the social dilemma <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah oh my god it's like that like yeah. it's only gonna show you things that you're interested just in or you like your thoughts your opinions you know like they guess what you're gonna do they they guess i don't know how to explain to you yeah, it's an algorithm that, it's an that, algorithm that just you, yeah con- consumes all the information that you search up and mm-hmm. and look up and what videos you spend time watching and yes, now it's all so a big robot of it's all the psychology are. it's your psychology a on lot. media and they try to use your psychology or something like that i read this i read this i did not read this i watched this <laughs> on the social dilemma on netflix watch it it's really cool but yeah, it basically talks about like, okay, if you spend 15 seconds looking at a post on Instagram where on a single post on Instagram, whereas like every other post is like two seconds because you're scrolling they're they're going to, they're going to take that into account. They're going to know which ones you skipped. Exactly. Somehow. Which ones you they're skipped, like, which ones you skip. liked, you didn't like, the ones you commented, the ones you sent to DM somebody, something, because they keep that all in their records there. And they, they guess they're like, oh, so this person liked things from this certain post. So we're going to continue like, um, showing this on their feed. And that happens with TikTok. TikTok's algorithm to me is really wild. They guess everything correctly. If you set something near your phone, it actually shows up on your feed. I feel like TikTok's algorithm is Like as wild. in ads or as in, um, like the just general TikToks. Cause I've never had TikTok. So the way TikTok works is like when you open it, like there's two sections you can look at. There's a for you page and then there's the people you follow. Oh, okay. So you see the TikTok people you follow and then the for and then you the page. Recommended, uh, the recommended things that they think you'll like. Exactly. And that's where it gets creepy. That's where it's like, whoa, <laughs> what? How did you know this? Yeah. They're like, I'm a Hispanic person living in Miami who is involved in these certain things. <laughs> like they got my demographic down. And they got like, and sometimes I'm having conversations with like a coworker about something and then like a TikTok of that will show up like the minute. And I'm like, oh, whoa. That's so weird. Yeah. It's so like, again, there's two arguments like, okay, it's also making social media better, right? More mm-hmm. entertaining for you. Yes. But like we're using it. The more. effects of that, of you becoming addicted and like, you're like a little robot there just scrolling, scrolling, yes. scrolling. And then an hour goes by and you're like, whoa. Yeah, and on your phone, like, don't you see the hours spent on your phone a day? 
dude i can't believe that i can't believe i spent that much time on my phone and then you add it all up dude that's like a that's large a full, part of your job. life uh, yeah <laughs> when you like, look it up like oh 40 hours a week like what i spent 40 hours of my week on my phone i've had that one time i'm ashamed i'm sorry but <laughs> we're being real here yeah we're being real that's a whole full-time job yeah. i was like wow i'm disappointed in myself it's so crazy cause, and then it's so hard to like I've tried switching, you know, I had a, for example, I had a PlayStation 4 mm-hmm. and I, me as a competitive person, I just want to be the best at everything. Yeah. So I would put in time and I would want to be the yeah. best. I want to be the best at all my friends. I want to kill all these people, whatever, you know, like we'll play the game. Yeah. So for me, it's not like you can do that one hour a day no. because then you're going to suck and then mm-hmm. it's not going to be fun. Yeah. So you gotta I, dedicate time. I just made the choice to sell it because I can't, I can't, um, manage my time in that way for some reason like i I can't you get addicted to things and same thing with the phone you sold the the playstation 4 just to get rid of it like you were just like no i don't want a long time ago good yeah there's no what i mean good job it's it's a cool thing (laughs) working on that you could use netflix and with it and whatever and and talk with your friends that's the that's the biggest part that i miss about it is being online with my buddies Mm -hmm. and that's how they talk still to each Mm -hmm. other you know they always play games yeah but I mean, I've heard that's the way that like a lot of guys just like hang out with their friends is online. Yeah, I don't do that. That to me is foreign. So I'm like, OK, yeah, I'm yeah, learning yeah. this. I mean, right. Gabby is basically the one that like put it in my head. I'm like, yeah, this is weird. Like, <laughs> in a way, like no offense to all you gamers, but like, dude, I'd rather go out and do something. Yeah, like, I really would rather do that. Yes. So, I mean, you can't let that consume your everyday oh, yeah. life after work. You get home and you start with something or you start with Netflix or you start with mm. whatever like those are hours in your day that you could be doing something that you want to do definitely it doesn't even have to be something to make money no, or something it could productive be working you out know? or yeah. discovering something new in miami that you didn't know or or i'm really all about that like oh like let's go to this park let's do this let's, let's do this activity like if you're gonna hang out with friends like make sure like it's it's cool that you have a all have a good time and like yeah i I don't know i'm not a video game person never was close as i got to video games like mario kart (laughs) guitar hero yeah those are fun for everyone yeah those are fun for everybody but like like i was never one to be sitting there hours and hours and hours on i don't even know how to use the controls bro i'll be honest with you (laughs) that's a good thing honestly i mean like i don't want to look back at my life and say hey i spent from 17 to 24 playing video games every night with my mm. friends like i just i would rather that yes. not be the case i'd rather be doing a podcast yes. or something more productive with my time that that it's gonna last yeah and it's gonna mean something and, and improve yourself exactly and it's fun you learn something yeah. it's it's super cool i like this a lot yeah it's fun right <laughs> yeah i wasn't a podcast person i i recently started getting into it and then you started this and i was like oh perfect yeah I'm going to yeah. get into I'm going to see. I'm going to listen to all of this. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I mean, um, the another topic on that video game thing is, um, man, I really forgot what I was going to say, but it was a good point. Dang, like what time. Uh, trying to help you out. Yeah, help me out. Help me out. Stress. I don't know. That oh, to me yeah, is so my stressful. Friend told me that it was a, no, he told me that it was a stress reliever. Oh, okay. This is what it was. Instead of leveling up in the game, I rather level up in real life because oh, everyone's like definitely. leveling up during the game. Oh, I got to unlock this. I got to do this. Yeah. But like, where's that going to get you? How about you do that in real life? Yep. You know, it's just so much more productive and, 
and happy. For sure. Yeah. I get better at other things. Like you can get more. I don't know how it works. The levels, points, coins, whatever <laughs> on these games. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but what, where, why? Yeah. What does that do? Nothing. Yeah. It and stays that's why on your, on you your game. have a very different outlook on life. You know, from yeah. the ordinary person, you love to do activities. You love to spread joy, positivity, happiness. I try to. And that's why I love to have you on the podcast. Thank love to you. be around you. Love to hang out. Yeah, you know? for sure. For so sure. I think, this that's a, I think that's a good way to end the podcast. Yes. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thank you, Jose. And, uh, this is dope. Be real. <laughs>